You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. Hello! What's up, everybody? We were just so excited to get the interview going. There you go. I'm Nikki Trends. And I'm Manny Oso. And you guys are listening to Bubble Bath Stories. And this is actually our first guest of the new season. Yes. So this is an incredible honor for you. But also an incredible honor for us. Our guest is not only a wonderful mom and wife and children's author, by the way. (laughs) She is also my big sister. So please welcome to the podcast, author of Tony and his mythical friends, Jessica (laughs) Valentin. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast interview. I mean, and I really had to twist your arm about it. I didn't even ask. I just very promptly told you, you are going to be on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of behind the scene preparation that uh, I'm not used to. I already put it on IG stories. Um, <laughs> so let's kick things off because I know you're super busy. You got three daughters all in different activities. So let's kick things off. Tony his mythical friends. I mean, <laughs> where did this even, when? Yeah, what'd you get, come up with the idea for this? Yeah. Well, it happened on a car ride to a pediatric, a pediatrician appointment with my twin daughter. And um, we, you know, she was nine at the time and she is the artist in the family. Well, besides her father, he dabbles a little, but she's the, the artist and she always liked to draw and she always liked to um, write stories as far as I could remember her even writing. So anyway, we were talking and I was like, you know, Isabella, what kind of, you know, uh, book story characters do you love? She's like, mom, I love unicorns. I love mermaids. So I'm like, oh my gosh, we, you know, we should do a story. We should do a story. I could help you Isabella. we could do it together. And she's like, oh, I don't really want to write. I like to draw. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so we, I'll do the story. You draw the characters. Um, you know, and we started discussing the, the types of mythical creatures that are represented in this children's um adventure book genre in the bookstores and she's and we and we just discovered there isn't a group of friends of different mythical creatures all in one book that was something that was not represented and i was like that would be perfect we should set up a group of friends and by the end of the car ride we came home and we already knew the six mythical creatures that were going to be friends in the story once we got home we gave the idea to the rest of the family and it became a family affair. Um, my husband right away said, they need a human friend and his <laughs> name would be Tony, which obviously Anthony, it's short for Anthony, which is my husband, who doesn't have many friends. So I gave him six friends right off the bat. I mean, and he's really big into, he's, I know that he like, is big into like Bigfoot and all those different That we had to have a Bigfoot, of course. What but the most important thing about the friends, the most important thing was that I wanted them to be relatable to children. I want them to I wanted them to be childlike. Because in most mythical stories that are beyond, you know, the typical dragon or the unicorn yeah. or the mermaid for children, they're usually scary. Especially yeah. the Cyclops. You know, and so I just wanted them to be friendly. But Isabella went to work right away on the sketches. She brought them to life on on the page, which we loved. Um, And so now I had Tony and I had mythical friends. So now I was able to put the story together. And that's how it came about. We, I try to make it simple, but also put in a couple of little nuances that 
adults might capture and then some things that kids would pick up on. And so that if the parents were reading it to the kids, they would, or the teachers that they would enjoy the little nuances for adults as well. That's amazing. Like, um, give us an example of one of them. Um, one of them is without giving too much away to some yeah. of your viewers that might buy it for <laughs> their children. Um, some adults would pick up on the way that the story ends. Um, the realization that Tony has about the situation. And it, <laughs> it sounds very familiar to a very, very famous movie. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm not going to give it away either. Because I was yeah. actually bringing it up. We were talking, I was like, oh my God, that, I just got it. Um, so I know that you obviously, you like, First of all, when you first told the family about this, everybody, I, everybody was like taken back that you decided to do this. We're like, why wow, you wrote a book? That's crazy. Book. Then okay. we read it and I know I was like, okay, but what now? Like what happens next? And you went right away into writing the second book and you, you talk about the representation within the creatures. Cause I know in the second book you introduce different mythical creatures, um, but I know they have certain character traits that may relate to children who are reading it. So talk yeah. a little bit about why that was important to include. Well, every story will have the core group of friends and Tony, and that's why it is always titled Tony and his mythical friends. Um, but I'm always introducing new mythical creatures. And in that introduction, um, we are always trying to um, discuss or 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 just um, allude to certain social situations that children might have, right. you know, that they could pick up on and say, "Hey, I I actually experienced that," or "I know someone who's like that," or and then and then what happens is Tony with his um, interpersonal um, loving and kindness and accepting personality traits that he has, he is able to help the different creatures with with their um, social inequity, so to speak, or just like they're just little little things that, that he helps them fix. Oh, Tony. How, <laughs> how important was it for you to have him go to Mexico, uh, not Mexico, to Puerto Rico for um, the second book? He's trying to give you a hint about the third well, book. <laughs> well, I honestly did I, and I'm not sure if I will, and who knows, because the the the, the road is is endless with the series. Um, so I wanted to actually start it at the Sequoia National Forest, only because personally, I would love to visit there and I've never visited. So I wanted that as a backdrop. Yeah. So my husband suggested, why don't we do Puerto Rico? And I said, you know what, that sounds just as nice, but we're in Puerto Rico. And then we we said, hey, that's perfect. It's actually, you know, El Junque is a US national forest. It so ties into what I wanted to do and why not. Um, a lot of people may see my last name and unless you're of Hispanic descent or Latin or right. know the origins of last names, may not even pick up that I'm Hispanic. So I wanted that to show right off the bat. And I want people to know Tony's Hispanic, which was also what, we wanted to um, make sure we represented in the second book because not too much is discussed about Tony's background. So as right. each book goes on, we give a little more, a little bit more and a little bit more about him personally. That's great because you're going to develop it a little more. Yes. More more. That's cool. I also plan, I also plan on 
leveling up the book to young, um, to um, middle grade readers. So as the creatures grow and Tony grows into middle grade, they have different adventures. So wow, that is in the pipeline. Yes. He was so, just talking about that earlier too. Cause yeah, so he's like, is she going to do chapter books? And are you, yes, so you are we are doing middle grade adult, chapter books. Like young adult chapter books. Yes. So we talk about Tony and like really, showing his background and i remember in the first book you had this kind of revelation at, in regards to um me like who the hero is of the book and i know you, it was supposed to be a male creature and you actually switched it to a female creature why was that because i'll tell you specifically when the light bulb turned on and i said oh i have to change this i remember reese witherspoon discussing before she started her production company, how most of the roles that she ever auditioned for or any books that she read always had the female in a, 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 uh, a damsel in damsel distress, in distress position. Yeah. And she wanted roles and she wanted to read books where the, where the female is like, I know what to do. Let's do this. This is, you know, in a stronger, more uh, assertive, more decisive role. And that shifted things for me in Tony and his mythical friends in the first one, where I was trying to make Tony the problem solver of everything, but he didn't have to be. And that's where Siley comes in and she shows her strength and leadership within her specific core group. And that just changed everything for us. Especially okay, Reese Witherspoon, you hear that? We listen yes. to Reese Yeah, I will never forget that. I was like, and you know what? I actually did write in the book. I did for, um, the manuscript did show originally Siley saying, "What do we do? What should we do now?" And when I read, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's right!" And so I changed it. <laughs> how did uh, Anthony feel after finding out he's not going to be the hero now? <laughs> it's okay as long as it's titled Tony and his mythical friends. He's fine. So I know in this, in the second book, it's all about, you know, Tony loses his dog Boomer, which is actually your pet, your dog. Yes. named Boomer. What, yes. Why did you tie that into there? Well, because it was a family affair in the first book with the participation of the family. And I wanted to, I wanted the, our dog to live forever in a sense, you know, and you know how pets are, you know, but anyway, he's really good. We love him so much. And this is his, his way of being part of the legacy of the book. So I had to put him in this time. Oh, well, okay. So he's been to Sequoia park. I'm guessing that's where the first one was. Well, no, the first, no, no, the, the, the reason why, the Sequoia Park was what was going to be the backdrop for book two, but I changed it to Puerto Rico. Gotcha. But we will visit. We will visit that in a different adventure. So does the first one take place in a specific park that you know of? It is. A, no, that one is just a made up um, imaginary place where it's just a made up campsite. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't I really have is, that decided right then. Where's Tony's parents when he's going on these adventures? <laughs> Well, in the first book, he goes to camp. So he does have a camp leader and it is supervised and it is chaperoned. The second one, he's with his mom. He goes to Puerto Rico with his mom. So he is chaperoned at all times, in a sense, with an adult. Gotcha. Where do you see this, this series like taking off for you? Oh, like endless, endless. Tony and his mythical friends will celebrate Christmas. 
They will, they will have birthday parties. They will, you know, Easter, summer vacation, winter, you know, sports, just, just endless for the children. That isn't on the children's genre. And then as we go into the middle grade, we are going to tap into more situational things. Um, we are going to delve into each character and their background as a mythical creature and their dynamics of their family and how that works. So it's going to be endless. Well, let me ask you, is, um, is this series and this story the only one that you have plans on doing or, or do you have plans on other, other stories from other different types of characters? Um, I'll be adding new mythical creatures to every book. So that will bring in their own story. But as far as something totally different, um, yeah, I have some ideas. I have ideas for, for pilots. I have ideas for screenplays. I have ideas for lots of different things, but <laughs> it's, it's a lot of Listen, time. Listen, <laughs> I've already told her I, I want a role in the cartoon. I've already... <laughs> I even dressed up. Well, well, obviously we'll post it. I yes. dressed up as Tony for Halloween, and I the killed best. it. I you have to show it. that. You have okay. to show that the best costume <laughs> so, of twenty twenty. Well, you know. I'm still waiting for Tony and me to wizard and get all this. Speaking it, of wizards, how do you go about picking the mythical creatures? Yeah, how do you go about picking the? Creatures? I talk to the girls. Uh, <laughs> I talk to my girls. It's very simple. What's the next mythical creature? What do you think his social issue should be or his little, his little quirk, you know, so to yeah. speak? What do you think it should be? And I do discuss it with them. And what's sometimes the, that leads to stories. What's the strangest creature they pitched to you? Like well, well, we were discussing a griffin the other day. A griffin. Oh. Yes. So, you know, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. It was the Egypt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you never know. Well, I have to assume the creature now that they meet, he's got to go. I wonder how he's going to meet him. You know, that's what I'm wondering. That's always, that's always pivotal in every one of the stories, in every one of the books. And I like to make it so that you're not, we're not sure it's, it's, you're not sure if it's real or if it's not real and you need to finish reading the entire book to know what's happening. I will say after reading the first one, I was like, I wanted more because <laughs> I, I needed, I even called you and I was like, you need to explain this ending to me. Cause this is what my theory was. Yeah. And you did it. I like, like that. Oh, no. <laughs> what is it like for you? I know you've done a couple of live readings with some classrooms. What is it like to, to be on that end to not read somebody else's story to class, but to read something that was a labor of your love. What, love what is that like for you? I am, I'm fascinated with what the kids, um, what they tie into from the story, what they pick up from the story. Each kid picks up something different, um, which characters they, they relate to more which ones are their favorites. I love, I love to hear all that insight because that, that helps with character development. You know, sometimes yeah. when you know what kids are tapping into and what they're really absorbing from the different characters, you can develop that more and they could have a tighter relationship. It's all about series reading. Like when I was a kid, I never read any series books and, and, mm -hmm. and 
there's no reason why a picture book for children can't be a series where it continues. You follow them. And that's what I want the kids to learn how to follow the series. So that would be nice. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Don't cry. <laughs> um, I will, last question. I know that, um, I mean, just talking with you, I know this has been all brand new to you. Everything. What, I mean, what would you advise somebody, especially like moms, I feel like get lost in like what their passions are because you're, you're busy raising kids and keeping households. What do you say to people out there who are moms, who have kids, who, who want to achieve something outside of that, but are, but are finding it difficult timing and resources and things like that? What's, what's maybe some advice you have for them? Yeah. What I would say is if it, you have a strong passion for it, just just go for it. Um, there's so many resources and so many people that could help you. So many people on the same level that you are. So many people who have gone from beginning to end and where you want to go. So they can tell you where the pitfalls are versus where the successes are, where the focus should be and where it shouldn't be. A lot of times, you know, you think something should go a certain way in terms of book marketing, you know, for me um, and promotion, you know, uh, a lot of it is social media and a lot of social media is helping everyone to boost the product. And so, you know, they go, Boomer agrees. Boomer agrees. So, um, you know, there's a lot of help out there for anyone who wants to start um, an adventure, a personal adventure of their own, you know, of, you know, promoting a product. Yeah. How long ago was that car ride? Where I'm sorry, what? How long ago was that car ride where you guys first came to the idea? That three years, it was three years ago. We started the process of the book um, in 2019. Um, and we, what I wanted to do as far as the illustrator, um, the illustrations were very important, obviously. My daughter was nine, so for her to, to illustrate cartoons at this level, you know, you know, uh, yeah. illustrations at this level was too advanced for her, but she was the inspiration for the illustrator. So the illustrator saw her sketch. The and So to me, it was important for my daughters to see the process, that it is possible, that they can have an idea that starts with a pencil and a paper, and we can create something tangible that can be something that is that's for your own legacy, your own, you know, something that's yours. And so I was able to find a local artist and she's been phenomenal. Stephanie is amazing. She always knows exactly what, how we want things to look. You know, sometimes we just shoot out, Hey, we we're looking for this to be in the picture to be, and she pulls it all together. She's amazing. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's so hard not to cry right now. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> All right. Well, before I start crying and before the star of the second book, Boomer, goes crazy, let's end it on this note, but let people know, one, where they can find your books and where they can keep up with Tony and all his friends. Yes. So our book is um, independently published on Amazon.com. And so that's where you can find it. There's a link on my IG um, at Tony and his mythical friends. I'm also on Facebook, Tony and his mythical friends by Jessica Valentin. And then we're on Twitter and it's at capital T capital M for mythical. So it's the whole word mythical and then capital F R N D S. And the, and where we show, I'm showing updates all the time on what's going on. Um, you know, any kind of, 
publications that we have pertaining to our book, um, you know, just what's going on lately. And the website is actually under construction. So if you go to Tony and his mythical friends.com, it does say under construction, but it is coming around soon. So, oh my God, I, guys, this is the first time I'm hearing about a website. Yeah, and um, that's, and that's a whole other class 101 oh, yeah. web page design that I'm, yeah, we're, it's, a, it's, it's a pool that I dove into and I'm swimming and I'm just trying to keep my head above it. <laughs> and guys, don't worry. We'll obviously have all this information on our page, which is bubble bath stories on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. So you'll definitely have a direct way to get your copies. Uh, get your, get your yes. copies. Um, yes. And if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at Nikki trends. You want to find me on Instagram because I got no time for this. And Jessica, thank you so much for participating. Thank you, sis. Thank you, Manny. You did a wonderful job. So thank I you. can't wait to show this to the world and get more people to read this book because I thoroughly enjoyed the first one and I have to get my <laughs> copy of the second one. Uh, all right. Until next time, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. See you Bye. Soon. Bye. Bye.